Hi, SIBKL. Hi, everybody from around the world tuning into our services. Can I just welcome you? Can I say thank you for joining us wherever you are? Can I also say, if you are really joining us for the very first time, if you're tuning in for the very first time, can I invite you to leave your details at the link below? Because we want to get to know you. Just because we cannot meet in a physical church just yet, it does not mean you're far away. It does not mean we don't care about you. It means we still want to connect with you and our team, or even me, we will be in touch with you. I have a saying, we're distanced, but not disconnected. So I'm a little excited to preach the Word of God, to open up the Word of God and say, what, God, what are you trying to say to us this weekend? But before I do so, can I just commit everybody in prayer? Can I just say, um, I know that this is a difficult season and I know everybody have needs. Everybody have different unique needs and the church may not be able to be for, there for every single one of you, but I know somebody who can. Jesus, he can. He can come into all your hearts, every single heart, every single home, and he can speak to you personally and he can be there for you personally. So can I just say today, if you have these needs, or if you know a loved one who have these needs, can you just cover them in prayer by your faith? Because if they're on your heart, they're on our hearts as well. So if you have a financial need, if you have a health need, if you have a family need, if you have a personal need, can you just lift up your arms? And I would love the opportunity to pray for every single one of you. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, this is a difficult season. This is a difficult time for every one of us. But I want to declare that you are still God on high. You are still God most high. Thank you, Jesus, that you are still created God, that you have breathed your life into every single one of us and that you still look down on us. You still look down on us with love and compassion and mercy and grace. You're still abounding in love. You are still a good God. May your goodness run after us for the rest of our lives. We thank you, Jesus. Father God, with every hand that is lifted up right now, they have a need. And I pray, Father God, that you look down upon us, Lord God, and that you come into our hearts to speak to us. Father God, we just want to declare Jehovah Rapha into our heart today, that you are God, our healer. All our needs are met on that cross. So I pray for healing in the name of Jesus for every heart condition, for every body condition, for every pneumonia condition, for every flu cough condition, for every cancer that plagues the body out there. I also want to pray for healing in the name of Jesus. I want to declare Jehovah Jireh over every hand that is lifted, that he is, you are still God, our provider, that you will provide every need that we have in Christ Jesus. And it is yes and amen. I want to declare Jehovah Nissi over every home, that you are God, our banner. May the banner of love fly over all our hearts and all our homes today. May your love pierce through our cold hearts, pierce through our bodies, Father God, and that you show us who you really are. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. Amen, church. Amen and amen. You know, before we start, can I just say, do me a favor, with all your loved ones at home, will you just welcome them to church? This is church online. Would you just give your loved ones a high five? 
give them a hug, give them a kiss on the cheek and say, welcome to church. So good to see you in church. So good to see you in church, uh, in the comfort of your own homes. What, what better way to do church, right? Um, you do that for me. I know it's awkward, but hey, every single one of us need a personal touch once in a while. Excellent. Thank you so much for saying hello to uh, your loved ones. But if you now can find a comfortable seat anywhere in your homes, uh, the floor is available, the couch is available for you. Um, but it's, it's really exciting for me to be given the opportunity to bring the Word of God into your very homes. Um, it's always my principle that I really want God to speak to me first before I speak to anybody, really. So this is a special message to me because I truly believe that God gave me a, a specific word for my life. And I hope it's going to bless you uh, um, in your current season of your life as well. Because the question I've been asking is, God, what is, what is our new normal now? God, what is our plans now? That's why I, I entitled this sermon, Our New Normal. What is our new normal? You know, this is a reminder that we are in the year 2020. Just in case you've forgotten, this is the year that as a child, well, it's when I was a child that I've written countless essays. Every time I take my PMR exam or my SBM exam, I'll be writing about Wabasan 2020, right? Wabasan Doplo Doplo, right? And, and, and we're all looking forward to this year, that this is the year where our economy would peak, where we're at the peak of industrialization, with the peak of a lot of things. And who would have guessed that this is 2020, that we are here in this current era, in the beginning of the millennium, in our homes, riding out a virus that is plaguing the entire world. I think nobody would have guessed the absolute turnaround of 2020. But if you're anything like me, um, you would have started this year with plans, right? Because I'm a planner, so I've got to have plans. And I feel that um, at the beginning of the millennium, 2020, what is the next 100 years going to look like? All of us are excited. Uh, we're thinking, wow, I'm going to make plans for my work. I want my career to go in this direction. I would like to increase and buff up my portfolio in my work uh, by looking at this way. I would like to get so-and-so promotion. I want my salary to look a certain way by the end of 2020. In your own homes, you would have said, oh, I want my, I want my son or my daughter to go to this daycare and you spend months researching which daycare to, 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 to send them to. And who knows, daycare now is my home. That's the daycare, right? Or you would have spent a long time um, studying for your exams and, 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 and now you don't have exams to go to or research for your university. You would have planned, I wanna spend so much time with my family and I guess now you have the opportunity to. Some of us would have personal plans. I wanna get fit. I want to eat better. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to reach this amount of goal. I want to read five books every week or something, you know, something crazy like that. Um, even church, you would have said, you know, this is the year I'm, I'm excited about God. I want to go into the house of God and I want to serve God. I want to sit at the front row, right? I'm going to come two hours before service and I'm going to pray. I want to soak in God's presence. And that's all good and dandy. And look where we are now. The year is turning to look very different from what it seemed in January 2020. And the more I reflect on this year, the more it brings me back to a particular biblical narrative. And the narrative is the, the New Testament where 
the followers of Jesus back then, with the disciples of Jesus, they would have great plans for Jesus as well. They would have great plans and they would have excitement and they would be boiling in, in, in all their plans concocting. When Jesus becomes king, when our Messiah takes the throne, ooh, our, our economy will suddenly pick up. Mm, oil prices would look this much. Gold prices would look this much. I want to invest all my money in fintech because that's going to earn me this much money or I'm going to invest in property, right? And, and they're going to say, ooh, now we have political stability in our country. Um, there's no more fighting. Uh, we don't have to go for war so much. We can spend more time with our family. Because of all this, they would be thinking, this is a good year to renovate my home. This is a good year to uh, make my family business in this particular way, plan my home in this particular way. And they would be excited when Jesus is king. Hopefully I'll be at his right hand and his left hand. I'll be the second most powerful in the kingdom of God. Then Good Friday hit and they realized, oh no. What has happened to all my plans? Jesus is dead. And of course, we all know Easter Sunday hit, Resurrection Sunday, but they didn't know that Jesus rose again from the grave, not just yet, at least. And, and, and I can't help, I think it's the same for us. Don't you agree? That we've got all these great plans and then we go into January, we go into February, we've got a great Chinese New Year, we ate all we want, and then we're heading into March and that's where the real work begins for us Malaysians, right? And then the virus hits. An MCO began, and even though uh, we, we kind of knew it may happen, that all of us will be quarantined at home, it's the same as the disciples back then. Jesus has been telling them, I'm gonna die on the cross, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Even though they know it, they're living in denials. It can't be, Jesus is our king, he's ushering a new era in. It's the same for us. It can't be that we're all quarantined, what's gonna happen to my life? Then the quarantine happened. And if you read in the Bible, and if you go back after this sermon, read John 20. Read John chapter 21. That's after the resurrection when Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, he rose from the dead. But the disciples didn't know. His followers didn't know. What happened? You see, the Bible account tells us that the women were crying. They went to the tomb. They were in despair. They were absolutely emotionally wrecked with sadness. And some of us during this period, we're, we're the same, we're, we're emotional, we're in despair. You know, what has happened to my life? You know, before this, I had friends, but now the only friend I have is my ice cream bar and then I'm putting on more weight, right? Because I can't go to the gym, right? Um, you know, back in those days, you would read that the disciples, they even doubted Jesus. They would say, is Jesus even real? Was he even the Messiah? Really? But he died. It's the same for us. We would be so filled with doubts. You know, I thought Jesus told me that this is going to be the greatest year of my life. I thought Jesus told me that he's going to be, he's filling me with all the spiritual and heavenly riches in heaven. What, 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 what happened, Jesus? Now I'm full with doubts. I thought you were bigger than the virus, God. I thought you were bigger than pandemics and all country lockdown and all economic problems. Like, God, I thought you were bigger than all that. What happened, God? Or you could be like Peter, that out there, um, Peter, after Jesus uh, died, he went back to his hometown. He walked all the way back and, 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 and he went back to his work and he caught no fish and his work was no different. 
We could be the same. Our work's going downhill. Or we could be like the two men on the road to Emmaus. They were downcast. They were absolutely downcasted. They were disappointed. They were discouraged. And it's, all these stories are exactly like our times right now. In all the emotions that we're facing, in all the problems that we're going to face. You know, I can only imagine that um, 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 schools are not going to be open anytime soon. Daycares are not going to be open anytime soon, right? And, and if you're a parent just like me, you're wondering, when can I send my children off to school because I need a break, right? And I bet your children are saying the same thing. When can the schools be open because I need a break from my parents? But when the MCO does lift, I think all of us will be wondering, where is my job security? What happens to my pay cut now? Now I've got to pay back my loans and my debts. What's going to happen? And we don't know. And we're all asking the same question. What is next? What is our new normal? Just like the disciples asked back then, I bet they were asking themselves, now that Jesus is dead, what's next for us? What is our new normal? What, what, what do we do now? We, we were riding the high, but now we're riding the low. What's going to happen? You know, and if you're anything like me, I, I struggled with the same question, this whole lockdown. I struggled with frustration. I struggled with irritation. I struggled with, with uh, pent-up um, 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 irritability because I kept, I kept asking God the same question. God, what are your plans for me? What are your plans for my life now? What are your plans for the ministry that I pastor over? What are your plans for my work? What are your plans for my family? What are your plans for everything? God, speak to me. I need to hear from you. I need to hear the still small voice from God. Or you want to send an earthquake and lightning? That's fine by me. All I need to hear is your voice, God. Will you speak to me? And God was silent for the longest of time. And he said, wait. The first week of MCO, wait. The second week, wait. The third week, wait. And now we're in the fourth week. And God spoke. And God says, you're asking, what is your new normal? Now let me ask you, what day is it today? What day is it today? And then I realized that today is the 40th day of the MCO. The 40th day from whence it started. And I opened my Bible and I landed on this chapter. And I'm gonna read it to you. Acts chapter one, verse three. It says this, he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Do you know that the time between the resurrection and the ascension of God is 40 days? That, that God, back in those days, when he died and he rose again from the grave, he, Jesus never went, all right, I've spent three years in ministry with everybody. I died, I rose from the grave, and now I'm sitting in heaven, and I say, bye-bye, take care, everybody, good luck. Jesus never did that. What Jesus did is he rose from the grave, and then he appeared in bodily form to his closest friends to his disciples, to his followers for a period of 40 days. Why? Just to assure them that he's still with them. Just to assure them that he is real. 
just to dry their tears just a little bit, just to assure them that you don't have to doubt because you can put your hope in me. I am your future. And if you study the scriptures, he fellowshiped with them. He went into their homes. He broke bread with them. He ate with them. He broke fish with them. He cooked with them. And he had relationship with them. He, he gave them the present of, their, of his presence. He gave them the present of his presence. And you just heard last week that during this whole MCO period, it is time to build our spiritual reserve. And that is exactly right. Because now that we're alone with him at home, I believe Jesus is coming to your home and saying that you need to build your spiritual reserve. And in order to do that, I am going to do it with you. And you heard two weeks ago, right over Easter, that we need to go back to our first love and go back to our first calling. That's excellent. And we can only realize our first love and first calling if we spend time with Jesus Christ. And that's why this week, it's going to be all about Jesus. Spending time with Jesus. So when I ask God, God, what are your plans for me? And God says, your season and your asking, what are your plans? What is the new normal in this great lockdown? Do you know that people all over the world are calling this, this year the great lockdown? You know, in uh, 1918, I believe, it's called the Great Plague. And then in uh, 1930s is the Great Depression. What's 2020? The Great Lockdown. And Jesus said, what's your new normal? Your new normal will always depend on your constant normal. Instead of focusing on the Great Lockdown, focus instead on the Great Commission. Focus instead on your foundation. You see, just before everything erupted, God brought me back to a passage that he, he gave me himself in the book of Haggai. Unshakable authority is what I preached two, two months ago. And he, he brought me back to my own sermon. He says, remember what you said. Remember what I told you. That when I shake the world, when I shake your life, I want you to know how stable your foundation really is. What is the strength of your foundation? Because in the new normal, when you want to create your new SOPs for your work, for your life, for your family, for your church, whatever it is that you want to find your new water level, you've got to always ask yourself, what is the foundation you are building your structure on? Because your foundation, that cornerstone, the first stone that you put, is going to be the most important because that stone would determine the direction of everything else. And God is asking me, don't worry about how the building would look like. Worry about the foundation that you're putting in place, that cornerstone. And he says, what is the cornerstone that I left the church when I ascended up on high on the 40th day? Because today, this Sunday, is the 40th day of our MCO. What is it that I left for you? And God brought me to Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Let's turn to Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Allow me to read it for you. Oh, it's a great piece of, of, of um, a scripture right here. Verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. 
When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted still. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The great lockdown pushes us to the great commission. Church, can I just promptly prompt you today? What foundations are you building your new normal with? In your new normal in your family, or church, or spiritual life, or work life, what is your foundation? What is that cornerstone? And can I encourage all of you today? That cornerstone should always be Jesus, because he is the only cornerstone that is immovable, the only cornerstone that is the beginning and the end, and the only cornerstone that will matter when the earth fades away at the very end. So God told me three things. Build your life on this new normal. Power, purpose, presence. Number one, power. God said in the word, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to him, Jesus Christ. And he says, I live in you and therefore all authority now belongs to you. If you believe in me, all authority belongs to you. You see, in this whole MCO period, what are, one of the things that I'm struggling with is powerlessness. I realize I am powerless. I cannot change the situation. I'm powerless to change the economy, powerless to cure the virus, powerless to even go outside, powerless to do so many things. I'm powerless against the virus. What power do I have to change anything in this world? Nothing. And that frightens me. And that causes me to really wonder. And it all points to Jesus, because Jesus says, you are powerless, but I am powerful. Well, I am powerful. And if you live in me, you will have the spiritual authority that God has given Jesus. And can I encourage all of you today that as you go out into the world, I don't know what will happen after these 40 days. I don't know what, will, what other phases we're gonna go into in this country, but it doesn't matter if we all understand our spiritual authority in Jesus, that we have authority to speak life into your work. Do you know that you have authority to speak life into your bank account, into your finances, into your job situation, into your workplace, into your career? Speak life, speak Jesus. Jesus, I know you have given me favor. Now I speak Jesus into my situation. Will you be with me, Jesus? Will you grant me favor, Jesus? Do you know that you have authority to speak life into your family? That I know that your loved ones are driving you crazy. And if you don't think your loved ones are driving you crazy, it's only because you are driving them crazy, okay, right? And you have the authority to speak life into your family and say, family, that we may have lost a lot of years because we were apart, because we were busy, because I'm trying to build my career, you're trying to study for your exams. We may have lost a lot of years, 
But God is saying, oh, I'm going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten away. And this is your opportunity. Now speak life, speak Jesus into your family. And that's, that's the power that Jesus is giving us. So can I remind everyone that your new normal should always be Jesus. Teach me to understand the authority that you have placed over me, over my family, over my word. Teach me, Jesus. Show me. Give me a scripture to anchor my life in. Number one, power. Number two, purpose. See, in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey every command I've given you. You know, when we go out into the world, it's very easy for us to then say, and of course we don't say it out loud, but subconsciously we say, world, what is my purpose now? You, my girlfriend or my boyfriend, are you then my purpose? Relationship, are you going to be my purpose? Am I going to base my whole life on my relationship? You're going to go into your workplace and you're going to ask, boss, what is my purpose now? Career, what is my purpose? Should I slave and slave for you again? And you're going to go into the world and say, personally, what is my purpose for my life? But Jesus is saying through the Great Commission, you are not to ask the world what your purpose is. You are asked to ask Jesus Christ. The Word of God gives us purpose. We go into the world purposeful, not purposeless. We go into the world powerful, not powerless. We go into the world as a victor, not a victim. And God is saying, you need to put this purpose and chisel it into your heart. Chisel it close to your heart. Because when you go into the world, the world is going to teach you the ways of the world. The, goal, the world will teach you everything but the word of God. And God says, take this time to chisel that purpose into your heart. Can I tell you a short testimony that really encourages me, and I hope it encourages you too, that during this lockdown period in our country, where we can only grow out to get essential groceries for our families to eat at home, I know a friend that went out one day and on that meeting, he encountered his long lost friend and his long lost friend, they struck up a conversation and the friend said, you know, I, I don't know what to do in this lockdown period. I'm lost. I, I don't know what my purpose is. And my friend said, let me tell you about Jesus. Cut the long story short. He shared the gospel with his friend and said, you know, this weekend we're having church online. Here's the link. Would you join me in your own home to watch the service together? He did. And on that day, he gave his life to Christ. Amen. And that's a beautiful story because even though the world is taking the purpose away from us, even the world says, you stay at home. You've got no purpose until you come out and work or you come out and slave for the relationship, slave for your work, slave for this, slave for that. God is telling you, no, 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 no. This is the time to come back to the heart of God and know your real purpose, that everything else revolve around Jesus. And Jesus said, you, my son and my daughter, your purpose is to tell the world about the father, to tell the world who needs a father, an orphaned world who needs the father's 
love. That is your purpose. But I can almost hear all of you saying to me, Pastor, don't talk to me about purpose. Don't talk to me about power. Because right now, I don't have a job. Right now, I don't know if I can pay my bills. Right now, I don't know when is my next meal on the table. I don't even know how to feed my family. Can I say, I've asked the same question to my God, our God. God, why talk to me about purpose and power? I don't even know what I'm doing at home. And God said, the Great Commission finished. There is still one more verse. Verse 20. What did God say? And surely I am with you to the end of the age. I am with you always. His presence supersedes the power and the purpose. His presence gives rise to His power and His purpose. And this is the best time to host that presence of God. See, God never promised us a life without problems. John chapter 16, in this world, there will be problems. As a matter of fact, I believe God promised that there will be problems. And it's not just us Christians. He promised problems to everybody, the whole world. This is a fallen world. There will be problems in this world. But John chapter 16 ends this way with verse 33. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Can I paraphrase? Do not be afraid, church, because God has overcome the problem. And if God is with you, who can be against you? And if God will never leave nor forsake you, we need not be fearful of the storm that we are in. And God is encouraging us all. I am with you. I never said you will not have problems. My promise is that I will go through your problems with you. Not without you, but with you. I will carry you through your problems. I will journey with you through your storms that you may know that I'm a father who loves you no matter what, who saves you no matter what. You know, this is so encouraging to me when God said this to me because it reminds me of what I've gone through in this period. Can I share one story that I have that this reminds me of? It reminds me of lightning and thunder. That in this season where I have to stay at home with my wife and my son 24 hours a day, that, that when it is raining and there is lightning and thunder, one night when my son was sleeping and I'm in the room with my wife, it was a sudden lightning followed by a sudden thunder. And it was so loud. Trust me, it was loud. I'm, I would like to think that I'm man enough 
that I'm not afraid of thunder, all right? I'm the man of the house. My wife can be afraid, my son can be afraid. He's one, he's one and a half years old, so he's allowed to be afraid, right? Women are allowed to be afraid, but we men, no, no, we cannot be afraid, right? You know, we're, we're the men of the house. But I, I have to say, this particular thunder really jolted me. This particular thunder really startled me, right? And my wife was shocked, I was shocked, and the first thing that came through in both our minds is, how is our son? So we both jumped out of bed, walked to his room, or run to his room, I would say, and we found him in tears and he was crying because who can blame him? He's a little baby and there was a loud sound, jolted him up from his sleep, so he was crying. So in the dark, we picked him up. We didn't even on the lights, it was dark. And I remember I picked him up and I put him on my shoulder and I had to comfort him and I had to pat him and I say, son, it's all right. Daddy's here, it's gonna be okay. You can go back to sleep. Nobody's gonna harm you. Nothing is going to harm you. It is okay. And it took me a while. It took about 10 minutes to calm him down, to calm his tears away, and to just put him back to sleep. And then I put him back in bed and he fell asleep. And that picture reminds me of what we are going through in this world today, that in this quarantine and lockdown, it is like lightning and thunder to most of us. We are afraid, especially men. We're afraid to admit that we are afraid because we're men and that's just how and who we are. But we are, we're frightened. What's gonna happen tomorrow? What's gonna happen to my career? What's going to happen to my family? We are afraid. And God is assuring every single one of you who's watching online that His presence is with you. And I want you to imagine a heavenly Father holding you in a dark room, putting you on His very big and firm shoulders, comforting you. It's all right, son. It's all right, my daughter. It's all right. It's all right. Wow. That image alone caused me to break down in tears in the middle of the night, knowing that I can rely on Him, my Heavenly Father, who knows it all, and I can put my trust in Him. And I want to reassure all of you today that the presence of God goes before you. The presence of God goes with you. And with that presence comes power and purpose. Do not forget that whatever your new normal is, make sure you have His presence, His power, and His purpose that goes before you then I can assure you, it's going to be okay. You know, there are some of you listening out there that you don't know who God is, but you want the assurance of His presence. You want the peace of God to come into your life. You want the trust of God to come into your life. You want the hope of God to come into your heart, to still your anxious heart. 
Can I just say, it is available to you, even Christians. It is available to you if you have forgotten. All we need to do is cry out to the Father and says, God, I want you to come into my heart and I want that peace. I want that hope. I want that assurance. I want that comfort. That's all you need to do. Because today in this service, we're going to worship Him. Just like in Matthew 28, when the disciples came into the presence of God, what is the first thing they did? They worshiped Him. And God came and God gave the Great Commission. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, can I invite you to know Him? Can I invite you in inviting Him into your heart? And all you need to do is repeat this prayer after me. Will you do that? Can we all close our eyes? I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna invite you to repeat it after me. Then I'm going to worship and I invite you to worship with me. Then I will pray for the presence of God to come into your homes today. Will you repeat this prayer after me? Let's close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, I need you. I want your peace. I want your hope. I want your love in my heart today. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That on that cross, you paid the penalty of my sin. You have forgiven me. Forgive me, God. So I invite you now into my heart. I receive you. Come and speak to me. Come and live with me. Come and journey with me. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't go just yet. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or even the second time, or if you're a Christian and you prayed that prayer again because you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, would you fill in your details in the link below so that we can connect with you, so that we can say hello to you, and we want to journey with you and say, invite you into our family, invite you into our church, because there is a saying, we are distanced, but we are not disconnected. And we don't want any of you to be disconnected with the church. But before you go, and while you're filling it in, can I just invite everybody to worship with me and invite the presence of God into our homes. Do not let this opportunity go by. No matter how difficult your situation is, Jesus is above and has overcome your problems. Will you worship with me? Will you lift your hands in prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Father God, wherever we are in our own homes, we want to invite your presence into our house. We want to invite your presence into our hearts. Will you come into our hearts and comfort us? Give us peace. Give us joy. Will you come into our homes and will you give us peace in our houses? in our homes. Will you give us joy and love in our comfort and in our homes? Thank you, Jesus. Father, Lord God, we cannot do this life without you. So we right now say we need you, God. 
We need you, God. We need your love. We need your strength. We need your faithfulness. Will you come and bless us with your presence, your power, and your purpose? Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.